Yo, it is Trap Chat Alley Oop, a special call in edition. My call name is Elicit, and I am not next to today, but still, the, the yes. work ethic is just relentless. And my man, yes. Mikey Charlie, on the phone. What's yes. up, man? Mikey Charlie, I am here. We are here to talk Raptors basketball, Trap Chat Alley Oop, season four, episode six. We cannot be stopped. A lot like our Toronto Raptors, actually. Listen, the Toronto Raptors are... Man, I can't say we're the best team in the NBA, yeah, yeah. But we're heading in that direction. Hey, we're not... We're, we are one of the best teams in the NBA. No so question. We are, also, we are also one of the most injured teams in the NBA. So Absolutely. what does that say to you? Absolutely. What does that tell you? But, you know, this show is going to be a little different than our regular broadcast because... You know, my man Mikey Charlie isn't in the studio with me today. There are going to be some differences, but it's still the same old trap chat alley-oop. You can find us anywhere, every place you can find a podcast. Tell them where, Mikey. You can find us on Anchor.fm, which is our home base. Of course, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you like to listen to your podcast, you'll find us. Hashtag TCAO. Put that in your search. TCAO and you will find us. Yep. You can also find us on Illicit Sound. And last but definitely not least, on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca College. We started that this year and uh, it's been going well. So shout out to Seneca College. All right. Oh, what's up? Before before we get into it, anybody who wants to... Join us. Please hit us up on social media at TRAPD95 and let us know what you want to do. We might be able to include you. I think that this show depends on fan presence. So let's let's get some people out. If you want to, you know, contribute in any way, make sure to look us up. All right. The Toronto Raptors are eight and three. They are number three. Yes, eight and three. Given all the injuries, they are eight and three after eleven games. Second in the East. Second. Behind. Yes. Only Boston. Boston, who's also playing nice, but uh, that's yeah, that's the whole thing. They're the but, best team in the yeah. NBA right now. Yeah, they're they're playing very well. I wonder how Kyrie feels about that. But anyway. <laughs> We're talking about the Raptors. They are on a one-game win streak after that great win last night. In their last 10 games, I mean, they only played 11 games, but in their last 10 games, they are 7-3. and three. Uh, We will run back the New Orleans Pelicans victory, or the Raptors win over the New Orleans Pelicans. The win over the Los Angeles Lakers. The loss to the Clippers. And, of course, the victory to the Portland Trail Blazers. 
we will get into some weird fans as usual. Then we will jump the upcoming games at Dallas on Saturday versus the Hornets on Monday. And again, a rematch versus the Magic on Wednesday. So, and then. Hold on, did you hear that there was a rumor yeah. that that DeMar might go to Orlando? A trade? Yeah. Oh, I never heard about this. Interesting. We, we will talk about, you know what, we can talk about that on the music fans as well. We'll All talk right. about some, some rumors and stuff. Alright. We will end off the show with our first uh, come on, and segment of the season. We've been waiting to use this for a little while, so come on, yeah. man. Yeah, and and I'm just gonna say, OG and know we have something to do with it. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. I like that little tee up. You know, shout out yeah. to OG who went down. OG, man, yes, against the Clippers. Kawhi poked him in the eye and scratched yeah. his eye. Yeah, apparently there was blood. I didn't claw. see the blood. The claw. We, we, we've seen the claw firsthand. Our OG <laughs> felt it. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently he saw it. Literally, he saw it a little too close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's let's get into this. Let's go. Let's run that back. Alright, so we are going to run that back. We're going to start with the first game last week. The Raptors were 4-1 and one this week. No, 3-1, 3-1 and one, three and one this week. Well, I mean, if you want to throw in the Sacramento the game. one before, I, and normally we do this show on Wednesdays early, and that game was... We, we missed, like, I, you know, we talked about it instead of, so it is still four, but, you know, let's yeah. say three, because we did talk about that Sacramento game already. So, Regardless, 3-1, that's a 7.50 percentage. Hey, we, uh, pay, both you and I said they'd be 2-2, two and two, so. That's what we were hoping for, especially yep. after, like, the injury, yep. you know, but 3-1, that's the amount at, and they were in that that loss, which we'll get to. They were in the game for that as well. Well, the, the score wasn't indicative of how the game was, you know? Yeah, of course, at the end, they pulled away, you know, the rubber legs. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the North Queens Pelicans uh, losing to our Raptors right now. 122 to 104 was the, the, the score. And that is the Raptors sweeping the series against the Pelicans. Yep. That's the yeah. earliest finished series in NBA history. I think so. It feels oh, like I read an article about it. Oh, so statistically, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like that, the way the schedule since you automated the schedule, uh, you had quirks kind of like that. You know, this series, the games, just the games are just different. The the games are lined up are different. Things. Yes. There's no yes. question. No question. Yeah. So, uh, in this game, I mean, this was really not a contest, especially after the first quarter. The Raptors never relinquished lead after they, they gained it at the end of the first quarter. Uh, the largest lead for the Raptors was 29 in this I game. Mean, to be honest, this game was a joke from the beginning. Like, yeah. the, the Raptors, when we knew they'd win this one. They blew them out of the water. We were the champs, and they're the bottom of the 
you know, the NBA. So it showed. Like, there's no question. And Pascal Siakam, man, I think I'm going to say that guy's name more than any other Toronto Raptor this year. And maybe ever. Because he's got four, we got four years of watching Mm -hmm. this guy play. At least. Right now, yeah, I'm just saying right now. Like, he's on an upward trajectory to be a Hall of Famer. Astronomical, yes. Uh, and I want to see what people remember, like three weeks back when whatever they they signed the extension, and everything. Like, oh, overpaid, overrated. Oh, why did they pay him this much money? See, they don't. They don't know. They don't know. How about this? They didn't know. I'm, now I'm, they know. Now I'm, they know. I'm gonna defend that a little bit. Although we knew he was gonna take another step. I'm not sure I was prepared to think he was going to be this consistent. And and to be honest, I, maybe that's it's still in me. Like, watching this game yesterday, and we'll get into the Portland thing, but the near the end of the game, he just came to life. And that's what stars do. And I yep. remember thinking to myself, oh, man, is he going to... Oh, he just hit that three in his face. Like, yeah. Yep. Basically, like, everything that a star in the NBA does, he's like doing. Like a superstar, superstar, not just a star, sorry, like a right. superstar. superstar. Yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah. How about that? Yep. So Knocking down free throws, hitting threes and shots when it matters. Like, taking the ball in his hand when, Den- when the game is on the line. Not so, yeah, and Fred Van Vliet, too, man. We'll get to him in these first few games. It's a different story, but, like, last game, just like the, the game... Throughout the playoff run after like the second, sorry, third round in, in the finals, Freddie Van Vliet is, is a special player as well. I agree. But on this specific night, the, the Raptors and the Raptors beat the Pelicans. That was all Siakam. Forty-four points. Forty-four 10, points, man. Ten boards, double double. There's only been Five. hold on. There's only been yeah, three yeah. other Raptors to do that. Forty and ten. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Chris mm-hmm. Bosch and mm-hmm. Vince Carter. That's yeah, it. multiple. I think it's multiple, right? Multiple. Yeah, he did it twice. Yeah. 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 So I mean, he's in rare error already, and he's still getting better. Like he's not even uh, at his final form right now. I think that he's still getting better, like, and he is. I saw a nurse say that he has amazing fundamentals with his jump shot. And that just means he will become a better jump shooter. If you can believe that. Yeah. Honestly, the sky is the limit for Pascal. A lot of people, they doubted and they still continue to doubt. But, I mean, we 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 have the pleasure of having front row seats to watch this guy blossom. Remember he picked, what, 27th in the draft? Yep. And I, I remember that, that actually, it's funny because we just played uh, Scala Bizarre, uh last night. And I remember some some people were exclaiming, oh, they wanted the Raptors to drop him. All kinds of guys who wanted the Raptors to drop at that spot rather than Pascal Siakam. Well, let's but be honest. Jerry and Bobby Webster, if you question these guys anymore, then you're not even a fan of basketball. Never mind the Raptors, because they've proven now time and time again 
that mm-hmm. this team is made up of of I don't even know what the word is because they're not yeah, they're not it, undervalued. Man, but honestly, like I know we're supposed to be viewing the game, but I just want to like this past week. Feeling I had as a fan, like agree. I know we won. I so, know yeah, we won the championship. So that's <laughs> to transition because let's stop talking about the Pelicans. Who cares? We killed them. The yeah. next game is yeah. the one I really want to spend a little bit of time on, and we don't have that mm-hmm. much time. So the Lakers yeah. lost to the Toronto Raptors, 113-104. LeBron James was kept to thir- 12 points. 12 points. You know, how about this? If he had scored under double digits, it would have ruined the longest streak ever in the NBA. Yeah, of uh, double-digit points, right? Yeah. You can see it. He got all panicked and wanted to score near the end of the game. You could watch it. Yeah, yeah. He ended up with a triple-double, though, 13, 15, and 13. Yeah, well, so did, almost so did, in the next night, Kawhi almost did the same thing. I don't care. Basically, that was, to me, the fact that you got a triple-double means you had to defer. And guess what? Our defense is better than your crap offense. Straight up. Yo, they, honestly, that was, like, this was a very impressive showing. Like, the, especially, especially being shorthanded and on the road against the Los, Los Angeles Lakers who were at, at the, the top time, of the, the idea, yep. At the time, yep. yeah. And you know what? Honestly, that game was the most fun regular season game to watch. Yeah, that Since, was thoroughly... Well, the DeMar one was thoroughly fun enjoyable. Year. But... But I'm gonna say like maybe ever like just it was top the kids that were playing. Top five easy. Yeah, it was top five for sure, for sure. Maybe the Chicago and Bulls back in the day, you know. There, there yeah, are a few I mean, big ones. beating Jordan. Yeah, yeah. There are a few. But big honestly, ones. okay, let's let's just run through the stats really quickly on this one. Uh, Norman Powell, 14 points. Uh, five boards, not bad. Pascal Siakam, 24 points, 11 boards. Van Vee, 23 points. <laughs> yeah, well, Siakam, 9 for 25 from the field. So that, that team, Siakam, that's considered an off night for him now. 24 Absolutely. points, 11 boards, but only 9 of 25. Like, inefficiency. Because he's normally, like, shooting around 50% from the field. Van Vee, as I said, 23 and 10, and 7 boards. Boucher, 15 points, 2 boards, 3 blocks. Listen, Boucher had a block that made me get out of my seat. Listen, disgusting. that kid is going to be dead. And I, I, he I needs think to the gain a little about- bit of weight and yeah. maybe become a little more consistent with his jumper, which will come. But because yeah. he has the the stroke, it just needs to be consistent. Yeah, and I think the one you're talking about was the next night. But regardless, like a lot of his blockers is disgusting. Like, Fair enough. I guess guy, I could say his, that about a bunch of games. It's true. His, his timing, his timing is impeccable. Uh, Terrence Davis. So much to talk about from these past games. Terrence Davis, thirteen points, five boards, three assists in this game. Rondé Holland Jefferson, the man who was not like, where did he come from? I know. Remember last week? Literally, literally, 
literally last week we were saying this like what happened to Ron? Who like where is he? Who is this guy? Like we don't know this guy. Like the, we don't see him. Where is he? And all of a sudden, and then this this past week, wow, wow, what a difference a week can make. Wow, straight so up. This game, ten points. Three boards and two assists. Something just clicked with that. And amazing, amazing defense. You see the tenacity on his defense? Shut down LeBron James. I love it. I love it. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That game. And the thing is that normally we probably spend the majority of the segment on this game, but there's more to talk about. Yeah, so the next game, the next night, was a hard one to take. And I think we all were kind of burnt out from the Laker game. And the Raptors... This was the, the night before, like yeah, less than 24 exactly. hours. And the Raptors lost 98-88, but the score wasn't indicative. It was like a one-possession game under two minutes. Yeah, it was back and forth, back and forth in the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously things got away. The Raptors had the rubber legs, but the Raptors held the lead actually going into the fourth quarter. Yep. So that kind of shows you the compete level. Again, and being, out, being out four being out of the top eight. Yeah, and I know we got knocked out early, like literally in the yep. first minute yep. of this game, thanks to Mr. Kawhi Leonard. He apologized. He said he texted no. OG after. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't malice. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a dirty play or anything. Yeah, he's not a dirty play. He was Far trying to strip the ball or, or whatever. But like, like, it just sucks to have to be... It was first of all for OG and an OG who can't catch a break. But then, of all people to do it, it had to be Kawhi Leonard. Why did it have to be Kawhi Leonard? I know. It's okay. Listen, OG will be back on Saturday. So. Yeah, so we, so we heard. Probably, probably sporting, I'm guessing, some goggles or something. Most likely. To protect his eye. But, um, um, yes, so I wanted to quickly just mention Kawhi Leonard. He had the the all his all time <laughs> turnovers. He, he, like nine turnovers was the most turnovers yeah. ever in Kawhi Leonard's career, and the Toronto he Raptors had a game. Quadru- he almost had a quadruple double That's actually. Right. That's right. <laughs> and you know, he, he, he had fifth. What did he have? Thirteen points or something like that. Twelve, 12 points. Twelve points. Eleven boards, nine assists, nine turnovers. Again, the Raptors kept the two of the best players in the NBA to basically shooting twenty-five percent. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Lockdown. There is I'm, no I'm way. Listen, I'm telling you right now, they don't want none of this. If the if yeah. our third string players are shutting down superstars, they don't want any of this. They just don't. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Boussard, who never says anything good about the Raptors. Did you hear what he said after this game? No, I don't. I didn't even. He, he said he. He said he thinks he may have seen a preview of the NBA Finals mm-hmm. after this game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be it's, it's not, to watch the Raptors beat Kawhi Leonard in the Finals? This, this, oh this my is, God! Is, There's honest, nothing better what I, than that. This is this is what I wish for. This is what I'm wishing for. Honestly, since the beginning, before the season started, I was wishing like somehow, some way, I want this to happen. I didn't think it was realistic, but honestly, after this week. I think it's a lot more realistic. I don't know. I feel a lot more confident in the young guys than I did a week ago. That oh, being said, for sure. That being said, there were still big stretches here in Clipperland where the Raptors couldn't score, man. They were held to well, yeah. under 15 points in the fourth quarter. That's terrible, man. 
And yeah, but I mean, considering the, cir- the circumstances, uh, I, it, well, I listen, mean, it's I, not I hear you. Not and great. This, this is a, a scheduled loss, but you still can't make excuses. You cannot score <laughs> under 15 points in a quarter and expect to win. It'll never happen. Right, but I'm just saying, under the circumstances, I, I could see that happening. Siakam was gas. Remember, this guy, this, Siakam and Van Vliet played 43 and 35 minutes respectively in this game. Yep. Plus, they played the night before and they've gone heavy minutes as well. So, so. Um, Van Vliet said something to the effect of he wants an Iron Man award. <laughs> Anti-load management award. That was a shot. I saw that. I saw that. But so he's he's number he's number two in minutes played in the league. Yeah. Behind, only behind Damian Lillard. Yeah. So so I okay. mean so I, let's let's move on because we don't have really this one's got to be a quick one now and and truthfully yesterday's game was fun. So the Raptors beat Portland last night in. The Pacific Northwest. That's right. You know, I would say Portland country, but it's not. It's just West Coast Raptor country. That's all that place is. All that place is. So, the Raptors pulled off a 114-106 win. Both Siakam and Van Vliet had over 30 points. Man, that tandem is starting to look Deadly and one here. Listen, that means they gotta lock up Van Vliet soon. It has to happen soon. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, and I was seeing that. I, I thought that uh, that's something that they would want to do. And obviously now they have to do it. Yeah. He's getting paid no matter what, where he's going next year. So you might as well keep him as a Raptor. Exactly. Takes a home exactly. court or a home team, you know, cut. And can the Raptors can you know build off some of this, right? Anyway, it was a big win. They sh- they held Damian Lillard to nine points. That nine. Is- Remember, he scored he scored sixty points the other night. That's right. And how about this? They, that that broke his double digit scoring uh, streak at over two hundred and thirty games. That's crazy. Yep. Crazy. Yep, the Raptors shut him down, Toronto man. Toronto Raptors Siakam have has... been lights out defensively, period. Yep. Period. Yep. Collins Jefferson was huge in, in that. Like, I think Collins Jefferson's yeah. starting to come into his own. It's clicked, and this is what we were expecting. A really highly skilled JYD. Nope. Yeah. Yep. And that's what he's looking like right now. Like, his energy, tenacity, he's diving after balls. Yep. Like, he's going after, he's yep. going hard, so... They don't, want, love it. they don't want none of this guy. None of this, brother. Yeah. Trust me. Siakam, 36 points, 6 boards. Van Vliet, 30 points, 7 assists, 4 boards. Uh, Terrence Davis, I'm uh, just shouting out random numbers. 15 points, 6 boards. Howard Jefferson, 16 points, 11 boards. Double, wow. double. Very well done. Very love well it, done. Very well done, man. Uh, uh, this team is so amazing. Like, I love this team. Yeah, man. honestly, what, what, as what much more as can last team was a blast, I was looking forward to this season, and right now, I'm so excited to be a Raptor fan. Yes. yes, it's so exciting, man. And, like, I don't even know what more to say. I'm just salivating, waiting for the next game. We're playing uh, Dallas coming up. We're going to talk about right, that we'll a little bit later. But, like, we do got to go to break. It's about that time. I know we got into it, but we got to go to break. We'll be back after the break with We Defense. My name is Illicit. His is Mikey Charlie. Right? Yes. 
<laughs> that is your name. That's right. That's right. Mikey Charlie. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Illicit Sound. You can find us on State Radio, The Voice of Seneca College. We'll be right back. And by the way, we are the best fans in the world. I don't care what anybody says. If anybody did not watch us in the playoffs. And and we and we need to build a culture for our fans. And that culture is winning, 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 winning. All right, we are back. And it is time yes. for We the Fans. What's up, Mikey Charlie? How you feeling? I am feeling fantastic, man. The Raptors. Just, to let, just to let the listeners know quickly, we are not doing a normal show. Mikey Charlie is not in the studio like he normally is. So, but the work ethic of this guy, like it's almost like the yeah. Toronto Raptors here. He, he doesn't hey, take man. a day off. We got to get this done. So it may not sound the same as it always does, but. It's still the same trap chat alley you. So let's hey, get man, into I'm, I'm motivated, man. I'm motivated. I don't blame you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right, let's get into We the Fans. Alright. So I mean, obviously this this week, honestly, was as a Raptor fan from wherever you are, whether in Toronto or across the country or out of the country, whatever. Like this has to be one of the most fulfilling weeks. As a Raptors fan, and I know this is this is with me saying like after the Raptors have won a championship. Yep. So obviously, that was the most fulfilling for sure, most fulfilling. But right behind that, I think was this past week because like obviously Kawhi left in the summertime, but then on top of that, our perennial All Star Kyle Lowry went down along with our number one super sub. Serge Ibaka, who both players were playing like on the top of their game. Exactly. When they went out. Yep. But yet and still, the rest of the squad stepped up, like literally next man up mentality. And this was this being said, the Raptors, the bench was in serious question when these guys went down. Yep. Even me and you who are diehard Raptors fans from '95. And we, you know, I'd like to say we have pretty good knowledge of the team. We were even thinking, like, yo, this is going to be a real tough uh, road trip, and we'll be happy to even get two wins out of this. And it's so early in the season. Like, we talked that this could be a good thing. If it's two and two, we get it out of the way. Three and one? Nothing wrong with that. And the game in hand. And the game in hand. So it's already a winning road trip. That's right. And it just feels like these guys can't be stopped. Like even and you know, obviously Anunoby got knocked out in the first minute of that back to back game against the Clippers. Yes, the Raptors lost that game. But Anunoby was not in the lineup uh during last night's game not even versus they, the Blazers. Yeah, they knew he wasn't playing. Yeah, but yet and still the Raptors still excelled. I mean, yes, the first especially the first couple of minutes of the game. But the first half in general the Raptors were a little bit lagging, but they were hanging around. But then in the second half, they just went on overdrive. Yeah. Like, throughout even the whole uh, road trip, you could hear Raptors fans in every every night in every Listen, building. Every Raptor that comes through here, Kawhi, no exception, said 
that he never expected the fans to be the way they are. And mm-hmm. and then when they're being cheered in other people's arenas, that's mm-hmm. gotta be crazy for the home corn fans. Like you see, I wonder I wonder how I wonder how Leonard felt on Monday when that happened. Like he must have been like, Man, I remember I remember this from the other side, but now from this side again now it's so must have felt weird for him. I think I don't know. You know, he looked out of sort that game, kind of like the game where he went back to, to San, San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, the, the first time playing. This was in Clipper World, you know. Yeah, or Lake or whatever. Right, but <laughs> but maybe it's again like he's he's a guy that doesn't show a lot of emotions, but maybe that. A sign of emotions getting to him. Of it might course. not Come be on. visible. Listen, just because like, he doesn't show the emotion doesn't mean exactly. he's real. You know, like exactly. That's got exactly. to affect you. And it's not like he didn't have a half decent game. Like we talked about, he had almost a triple double. But he just isn't the Kawhi that was dominating everybody. You know, it just wasn't. Well, like not that night. Well, yeah, maybe definitely the rest, not that night. Um, yeah. Speaking on that though, Kawhi is out. Is uh, was out. Today, but played yesterday. So yeah. tonight, Paul George makes his return. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're yeah, gonna talk any fantasy, but let me tell you, I've been getting my ass yeah. handed to me, so I can Yo, use honestly, a good break here. Bro, I'm in the same boat, man. Like, I can't, I, I can't get away from the injury bug. I had like, six guys on the injury list. Twice last week. Twice. Every guy, every guy I have, like every guy I pick up, is like ends up on the on the injured not the injured list, but out. Yeah. Like the game time decision, out, out, yeah. out, out, out. Yeah. I'm getting frustrated. Let's get back to the topic. Um, looking at like as we're talking about, you mentioned it earlier about um about uh, the defensive. Uh, the job that the, the Raptors have done on, defensively um, on superstars, yeah, yeah, like that to hold Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard to under I think it's under twenty five percent shooting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was like on three, on three, what three? I think that's three games in four nights. That's if I'm not yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, undermanned squad. Like, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? So, here's what it tells me. That the Raptors are going to be deadly when they're at full strength. What does full strength look like? Because, (laughs) well, no, I'm serious now. Because you're not about to take away minutes from these guys now. Well, this is just what I'm saying. I I don't even know what it looks like anymore. I'm not even sure. You can't. you got to let Boucher play. You have to. Yeah, you yeah. you have to let Davis play. You have to let Jefferson play. They gotta play. Yeah, you need to give them. Yeah, you need to give them some minutes. Yep. Even even Stan, Stanley Johnson got in the game yesterday a bit. Well, but, he got in the game. But he Matt Thomas, about Matt Thomas, he's even played well. Like, there's minutes to go around, but now that these young guys are stepping up and and excelling, is there a potential trade coming up? I think there's definitely a possibility for that. Uh, I feel that Masai, Nigerian, Bobby Webster, they probably want to see a little bit more of what's going on. Besides, besides which, most well, players aren't even available until, until like the trade deadline. They got lots of time. It's February, but I'm saying 
assuming these young guys continue to play this way, guys like Lowry, guys like Ibaka, and guys like... Uh, maybe not OG. I think he's sticking around. But maybe Gasol. No, yeah, I don't think those, OG. Those, um, you know, veteran players that are getting paid, you know, a lot of money. Are they, you know, are they disposable now? I, I think that maybe you you explore the option of trading Ibaka. Notice I didn't say Gasol and Lowry, and the reason I said is I think Gasol as well. He's, you know, I'm on my fantasy team, and he's not scoring a whole bunch, but he's still contributing a lot. And, like, his numbers are not terrible. He's just not scoring 28 points a game like he did in, in Yeah, Memphis, there's a lot right? of other things on the side and intangibles and all that. That's the thing. He still has value, but, but not it's not, like it's not as high not as Ibaka. Where Lowry... But let me finish. But with Lowry, on the other hand, just signed that extension for a year. I bet he might he might say he only wants to play another year. Maybe he retires and coaches the Raptors. That would not be a bad thing. I, I don't Bring mind. Bring him that. in as an assistant coach, and the, like I don't know. Wouldn't he's already built the legacy, right? So why not mm-hmm. just sprinkle some stuff on top? He wants to stay here. His family wants to stay here. He gets one mm-hmm. more big ass, you know, paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at another another sixty six million dollars in the next two years. That's a pretty big paycheck. And yeah, if that's the bad. case, maybe you know, at that point, he's what thirty six. So I don't know how many thirty six year old point guards there's been in the NBA. But I don't think there's been that many. Maybe John Stockton made it to that age. Maybe Jason Kidd made it to that age. I don't even know. I'm just thinking of guys that were around a while. But, you know, got Steve Nash didn't make it that far. Well, at least not at the high level. Well, yeah. I'm talking about where he's, cons- you know, contributing to a championship team. Like, you know. Yeah. And so don't get me wrong. Lowry has a lot of trade. Like, he's worth it. Uh, he has a lot of trade value, but I think keep his legacy here, which sadly leaves Ibaka as the, as the man out now, right? Well, I mean, again, it, it depends on what your trade partner is and who you're trying to get back. Like, the point is that with these guys, with these young guys rising in, uh, you know, in, in their appeal, like in, in their play, and obviously their value, it gives the Raptors a lot more options if they do want to explore the trade market. I agree. Because not not only do they like, what if they even like package a veteran Mark Gasol with one of the up and coming young guys to try to get like a, a star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because again, like as you're saying, Gasol doesn't have that sexy type of value, but he still can contribute to a team. So, Plus, also so here, I'll throw his, a name his out contract there. is coming off the books as so well. I'll throw so a name out that's there. also could be. Okay, right now, Portland yeah. Trailblazers are looking for something, man. They're hurting. Mm-hmm. So, they are. And McCollum happened to tweet a little about a week, <laughs> about a month ago, that Pascal okay. is the real deal. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, didn't see him me saying um, Pascal Siakam is a problem. Yep. So, if he thinks that, I 
Thank you, compliment. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Very well, well, thank you. But also, remember, remember, McCollum did mention previously how he liked Toronto. Yep. Yep. He pretty much hinted that he would not mind playing for the Raptors. And this is before they won a championship. So, I throw his name out there. I throw Bradley Beal out there. You know? Mm-hmm. There's guys like that that are, are. How about this? DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> no? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why can't you bring back DeMar to finish his career with Kyle and in two years from now sign Giannis because you're going to have enough money and then we're going to mm-hmm. win another title for sure? It just seems like. Mm-hmm. Storybook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. Sounds story, but it sounds pretty storybook, man. And I'm gonna throw a name just just because. Just because. And I know it's very unrealistic right now, but I'm I'm gonna say Andrew Wiggins. I'm just gonna Andrew say it because I feel Wiggins. like saying it. Just because I feel like saying it. I wish listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I think there was a shot at Wiggins in the beginning of the season that wouldn't have taken very much. But well, yes, but then no one wanted him at that point because everyone was like, "Ah, oh, like he's not getting to his potential." But here, he, here he is balling like crazy, and I'm Minnesota is right in now. the playoff fight right now. And how about this? Wiggins mm-hmm. could compliment. The problem with it is, is his contract, man. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. They like the Demar Derozan contract. So we know what it's worth. It's done in a year and a half. We mm-hmm. we gave them the contract. Then, yeah. then there's you know like we were talking about Bradley Beal. I think he's at this is his last year. I think and McCollum has mm-hmm. two years. So mm-hmm. all of these guys are are formidable pieces that the Raptors could use. And I bet got a team like San Antonio would trade Ibaka. For Ibaka and one other player or something for DeMar. I think he would. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I, I think I, Beal I, I would probably cost player. the most. Bradley Beal? Yeah. But then Beal what would cost the most? Perhaps, but then what position does like Washington doesn't have much of a position in my opinion. You know, they're they're Oh, you mean like in, in terms of assets? Yeah, and like demand, demand, you know, being able to demand a lot of assets. Yeah, I hear you. I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. All in all, though, the question here is, do the Raptors make a trade by the deadline? I say yes. I say it's very possible. I would put it at a 65%. That's what I say right now. That's very possible. That's kind of why. No, that's more than 50%. Yeah. Then that's not. That's only half part. I'm saying. I'm saying it's more, that's more. That's more than half. That's what I'm saying. It's more likely to make a trade than not make a trade. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think they were waiting to see how good we'd be, and if we continue to play this well, it's still really early in the season, eh, bro? So like, of course, we we work one percent into the this. You know, not even. We're like. 15% into the season. So lots can change. But as if this week is something to go off on, it's promising. Yeah. It's promising. Very, 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 very promising. And that's very even promising. if we keep those other guys. Like, 
they're still champions. And like I, like you said, Ibaka was balling. There was nothing wrong with what he was contributing right now. And any team in the NBA would love those. I bet actually, if there was any other team in the NBA, he'd be starting. Yeah, I'd, I'd say of the 30-team league, he'd start on 24, about 24 roster. At least. I think it's even more than that. I bet there's only Possibly. a couple that, that he doesn't start on. Seriously. Possibly. Um, but. One other thing I wanted to talk about quickly, because we don't have that much time, so let's a minute here. Yeah. Just on the MVP race. Because... Guys yeah, like Harden, his team isn't doing as well. LeBron, his team is doing is amazing, so maybe LeBron's in there. But we have Giannis is obviously in there. But we have to throw in Pascal Siakam. What? How likely is it that Pascal Siakam could either win the most improved player again, which I don't think has ever happened in the NBA, or does he jump from most improved? to a shot at the MVP. See, this is what I, first of all, I was saying, a lot of people are saying, you know, he can win the most improved player again, but like, why is he not in the MVP conversation? He is, I but think. Then, he is. I think he is now, for sure. But part two... If he stays like this, and the Raptors end top three, he's definitely better bring right. the race. No, for sure. For sure. But how about this, though? Why can't he not win both? Huh. Why can't he win most improved player and most valuable player? I don't think the like, NBA, there, I don't think the NBA would do that. Is there, a rule? is there a rule that says he can't do it? No, I don't think so. But I think that there will be enough guys on the come up that might be able to to fit that most improved role. Where, I, I, but I, at the end of the day, I think he should be in discussion for both right now. No? Yeah, well, because, well the thing is, the funny, the craziest thing is, as, as of maybe before last night's game, and I guess it's only getting better, like, he, his point jump is actually the most from the last season to this season. Yeah. So, from his most improved. He also, Claire, he, but his usage rating has gone up a lot, and his he, like. Let's be honest, we knew this was going to happen, but his, his percentage went down. Too. Yeah, but not that much though. His percentage yeah. didn't go down that much. You <laughs> okay there? You know it's live. <laughs> you good man. You good. I think Don't die on me here, bro. I think I'm alright. Okay. Alright. It's time to go to break anyway, so. <laughs> alright, alright. So, after the break, we will queue up the upcoming games for the week in the jump. I am Mikey Charlie. And I'm Elicit dying over here. <laughs> don't die, man. You got You have a good season ahead still, so don't die, man. Alright, stay right there. You could. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the jump. On Saturday, the Raptors will be facing off against Dallas Mavericks. This is in Dallas. It goes at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you have a little bit of uh, interest in that game for sure. Yeah. 
absolutely. For two reasons. I have both yeah, Milan yeah. Wright and Porzingis. <laughs> mm -hmm. On your fantasy team. Yeah. And of course, I have Siakam and Van Vliet, which is, oh man. That, that was a great pickup, Van Vliet. But, uh, in this game, uh, what do you think ch the chances are the draft is take this one? After the way they've been playing, like 95 percent. At, at some point, he's he, him and guys like Kim and Siakam that can play all positions and cover all <laughs> positions, they're the way of the future of the NBA, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, position is basketball, basically. Guys that can step out, shoot the three, go inside, work, you know, post up some guys. As you said, play defense on all positions. Basically, Swiss Army Knight type, uh, type players. I think that Draymond Green kind of, you know, developed that style of play and just... At least, yeah, at least for this era, yeah. Yeah, for this I'm talking era, about I, Ferrari I agree. era now. Yeah, yeah. So I do agree. I do. As much as people, you know, malign Draymond Green, like, he's, he's a guy who I followed through from even back in college days, and uh, I had a feeling he was going to be a good player even though he was drafted in the second round. Yeah. And, Obviously, he he was on the he came on the camp come up. He's a perennial all star now too, right? So, um, kind of I don't think like he's going to be story. an all star this year. No, this year I mean he's been injured and his team obviously his team, you know, his team Man, is terrible. Right I now. think his team might be the worst team in the NBA by far. Yeah, far. injuries just killed them. The Raptors, the Raptors really took them out in, in a sense, man. <laughs> they really took out that dynasty. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I mean, stop superstars. Anyway, what can I tell you, yeah. man? That's just what yeah. happens. Yeah. So okay. So we're gonna mark this Dallas game down as a win. Oh, wait, we're gonna yeah. say Raptors are winning. I'm gonna say that at least. I'm sure you say the same thing. Then they play uh, on uh, Monday. They play Charlotte back at home in the. <laughs> it's gonna call the Air Canada Center again. The Scotiabank so Arena. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Scotiabank Arena. That one goes at 7:30. Um, that I think that's gonna be a win as well. I do too. I know I'm. I know I'm being very. Uh, you know, like yeah, Raptors. That's gonna beat everybody. But honestly, the way they're playing and, and the, the way they handle that, that road trip are like if they're beating the best teams and they continue to play as hard there's no reason why yeah. they shouldn't beat the weaker teams right yeah in, in my opinion charlotte's been overachieving this season like i had them pegged like right at the bottom of the eastern conference along with the knicks and you know but they are actually treading water there i think the last time i checked at least they were in in the standings for the uh, playoffs like eight plays right now in the east so I know they're hovering around that spot. I don't think they're gonna be doing that for much longer. Yeah, me neither. As the season develops, right now Detroit's so out of the playoffs. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Detroit steps it up at some point here. Griffin at least back. competes. Yeah, at least competes for like the eighth spot or, or yeah. something like that. So, so I'm saying just make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think even Orlando, who who are the Raptors' opponents on Wednesday, they they've been underachieving thus far this season as well. And I know you said they have, there's that trade rumor for Demar Derozan, um, but I mean they yeah they've been underachieving. I don't know what exactly the problem is there. I haven't really been watching them like that. But I know they have a lot of uh, young talent, good young talent, and I was expecting them to have a better start than they have thus far this season. Me too. So with that said, though, I think the Raptors are going to, this being a home game, I think the Raptors are going to take this one as well. Me too, man. So, I mean, again, I know we're being homers and we're being biased and we love our Raptors, I don't know, but, but... I'm being a homer, as I always am, but, but I'm not biased. I, I think these are winnable games for the Toronto Raptors. Oh, they're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're winnable for sure, but I mean, it's whether they're actually going to win it. But I, I, I do believe, like, I can't see them losing these three games. Yeah, so I think they're going to... I think they're going to... If they go 3-0 the this week, the NBA is going to take some serious notice. Yeah. And regardless of the uh, competition, I mean, again, as we said, two of these teams are scheduled to be playoff teams in Dallas and Orlando. So it's not like, you know, it's not like a completely pushover schedule. Well, no. So, but but they're bottom of the the playoff run where the Raptors are I'm hey, expecting them to I, be the top. Yeah, well, yes. My, my point is that they're it's decent competition. It's not like it's not like you're playing the Knicks for all these all three of these fair games. Enough. You know? I agree. I completely agree. Um speaking of the Knicks really really quickly cuz we don't have much time but I wanted to bring yeah. it up there was another discussion again, as there always is, about Masai Ujiri mm-hmm. getting poached by another franchise, this time being the New York Knicks. And again. I saw some <laughs> clip that he posted. I guess it was um, a couple years George ago, Strombo I think 2017, yeah. Or whatever. I know shout exactly out to George Strombo. I love Strombo, man. He's a good guy. So, shout out to Strombo. And he did an interview with Masai, and Masai said, and, and I hope I get this right because it's it's an amazing quote, and that's, you can clap after this, pause, I hate the New York Knicks. Yep. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. And yeah. remember what he said about Brooklyn a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get fined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I mean, hey, like they can try all they want. I mean, that's their business. Like, obviously, who wouldn't want Masai running the ship? Straight up, is, is the question at I this mean, point. Putting Masai there would change their franchise. Yeah, completely. Like, he changed our franchise, basically. Like quite literally, not even basically, quite literally, he changed our franchise. And the Knicks have been running in circles for how many years? They, everyone thought this year was going to be the year. Yeah, and <laughs> listen, their their GM is probably the worst in the NBA. So, yeah, screw him. I don't and, even want to say his name. Screw him. Yeah, he's running but, uh, the franchise right into the ground. Yeah, so that's their issue. But anyways, the Raptors, is, their issue is a completely different issue. It's very sunny and roses right now for the Raptors. And as we said, I think it's going to be a three zero week. Um, I know you concur. Yeah, I do. I think the Raptors take this week and show the NBA what we're really about. I think this week passed 
sparked interest this week coming is going to show them. Seriously. Yeah. Nah, show them that we the champ. That's right, man. All right, we got to take know, one last break. Know who you playing with. That's right. They are. They ready. They're not ready. Yeah, they're not ready. They're not ready. All right, we got one last break. We'll be back with Come On, man. I know you have something special in mind to talk about. So we'll see you right after the break. Remember, you can find us everywhere at hashtag TCAO, as well on Illicit Sound, as well as Say Radio, the voice of Seneca College. We'll be right back. Come on, man. segment that we haven't done yet this year but it's something we keep putting off and we wanted to do so here it is yeah. come on come on man, man. <laughs> come on man so and what did you what was it that you wanted to talk about then well i mean this could really be a combined segment because it also could easily fall under what the rest okay but I mean, first of all, let's talk about quickly the coaches' challenge. You Obviously, won a challenge. they finally won a challenge. Yeah, they were hugging see, like it was the, the championship. Did you see the celebration? Was that was amazing. funny. That was, I think that was the was funniest part of the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> that was very interesting. But yes, he finally won a challenge. But this challenge thing, I don't know how much it's helping the the refereeing situation because. Still, a lot of plays that are very questionable that happen. Not, not even questionable. Just like flat out wrong. And the most glaring one, one that sticks you in your eye, literally, literally, was the one that happened during the Clippers game, the first minute, very first minute of the game. Kawhi Leonard beating up OG and Nobi, sticks his hand to try to get the ball. Inadvertently pokes uh, OG Anobi in the face in his eye. And it scratched and, his but it was But it was blatant. I mean, I, it wasn't on purpose, but it was blatant. Like, it was an it was obvious foul. It, it was not even a question. Yeah. It was not even a question. But yet the play continued. The play went on. I think the Clippers scored or whatever yeah, I think they, they did. They ran down the court and scored a three, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And OG and Novi was on the ground, writhing in pain, bleeding from his eye. From his eye. And how do you not... Come on, man! Come on, man! How do you not call that? How is that not a foul? How? I don't understand it. I just don't get it. And you know, as much as this is something that we're talking about today, specifically one incident, this happens all the time against the Toronto Raptors like it's people that don't even really watch basketball that watch a game and see the Raptors play I've had more than one person tell me that was a foul why didn't they call that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just have to shrug my my shoulders and say it's because it's the Raptors they've been this is nothing new if you are a Toronto Raptor fan you've been watching basketball for any more than you know the playoffs of last year, then you will know that this happens all the time, and it's sometimes it's in crucial parts of the game. If you look back mm-hmm. earlier in the season, the game against Boston that they lost, there was yep. probably three plays down the stretch that weren't called that that could have changed the outcome of that Raptor game. 
Are they still doing the last two minute report? I, I wonder if they're still doing that. Because I remember that that was just a complete waste of time. Because every every other game for the Raptors, you like, oh, we missed this call that would have won you the but game. But no accountability. They say they missed the call, but no accountability. And now with the yeah. replay, let's be honest, he got one. Oh, and we didn't say that the one was that that he did get was against LeBron James. Pascal, yeah, I know. What? Pascal was called for the foul, and he looked at LeBron and said, "I didn't foul you." And LeBron was like, "Yes, you did." You. There's clips of it. He's all talking a bunch. Uh, then the, the challenge is called, and where's LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fitting that it happened against LeBron, but the truth is, is that they actually won it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, there's some justice there, but the truth is, it could happen every game. And the, and the problem with this this time, uh, coaching challenge is they're still going to be able to find some stupid thing that they can, you know, justify why they made the call. It's very rare that you're going to see a play like the LeBron James play where he didn't touch him anywhere at all. Like, it was, it couldn't have been more obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But I think this is our time. Honestly, we would love to speak with you guys all, like, you know, two hours, three hours, but hey, we are time-limited. I know we probably went over already. No, we're good, but, but we're, we're definitely coming up here to an end. As all good things, this has to come to an end as well. So, um, I right. did want to quickly mention that uh, I'm doing a selfless plug, just so you know, that I am the movie that I did the score and was the music coordinator for is called Gasson, and the release is on November 30th, Saturday, November 30th. If you want tickets to the movie, hit us up. I'll be able to put you in touch with the people that need to see it. So trust me, nice. it's a great movie and I had a huge part to play in it. So I'm really proud of the way it all came together. Shout outs to Haiti, shout outs to Bridging the Gap in Motion and uh, go see the movie. That's nice. it Congratulations for us today. on that, man. That's it. Congratulations for us. on that. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. So we really don't have any more time, but if you want to hit us up, you can find us anywhere that podcasts are played. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify. Anywhere else, everywhere. Hashtag TCAO. You can find it on Illicit Sound. You can find it on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca College. We'll be back next week with the same time, same place. You know, this is Trap Chat. How are you? For fans. For better. For worse. Forever. Peace. Peace.